0: Welcome to a special mini-sode of Yield Crime, the show where Maddie and I discuss the funny, strange, and obscure crimes of yesteryear every Wednesday. This special bi-weekly segment is called Can You Crack the Cramp Word, which is slang for a difficult or obscure term, which I thought was very fitting. And joining me today is Chris from the Does This Happen to You podcast. And before we begin, I'd like to give her the opportunity to tell us a little more about herself and her show before we get started.
1: Hey, Lindsay, thanks so much for having me. I'm Chris Kepler, and I'm an audiobook narrator, producer, and consultant, writer, and voice actor. I'm also an actor with an IMDb page, and I love telling funny stories on my podcast,
0: Does This Happen to You? That is an excellent segue. So as you mentioned, you have a million and one titles. So which came first and what inspired you to kind of go down that route with your career?
1: What came first was actually the actor. Okay. And I got into acting through singing. That's the first thing I actually got started with as far as creative arts was singing I started singing in choir in junior high and I sang in choir all the way up through junior college okay and then I got I got tired of standing up there in a black dress in a crowd (laughs) that's fair that's fair and it's like You know, and then after several years, I decided that I, it's like, you know, I would like to sing again. Okay. And, but I don't know if I want to do choir. And then a blind date took me to a Gilbert and Sullivan production. Okay. And on the back of the program, it said, we're looking for chorus members. And so I called them up after the performance and (laughs) I went and auditioned and in their next show, I was a fairy in Iolanthe. Nice. And it was much more fun to dance around with wings than stand around in a black dress in a crowd.
0: So, <laughs> I mean, it sounds great to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. so... <laughs> it was it was fun. So
1: I did uh, another sh- show or two with them. And it's like, gee, I think I would like to be at the front of the stage. (laughs) And that's how I get into acting. And that just sort of went from there. And then about 10 years ago, I discovered voiceover. And I really enjoyed that because it allows me to combine my singing and acting skills. Okay.
0: Your podcast features Kind of short and sweet funny stories that are very easy to binge. How do you find the stories that you share on your show? You know, right now I
1: use mostly medium.com. It's a large blogging publication platform. And I collaborate with writers there. I find these just wonderful stories. And most of the times the writers aren't authors. So they're you know, their stories are never going to be turned into an audio book, but I think they're such wonderful stories that they should be heard by people, not mm-hmm. just read. So, yeah, uh, I have collaborated with a few authors who wanted to get their, you know, a portion of their work out there. Mm-hmm. Maybe they weren't ready for an audiobook yet, but as a part of their promo, sure, I've narrated a short, short portion of their book. So they could, another way to promote their book.
0: Yeah. Staying with the audiobook vein of thought, what advice would you give to someone who is interested in getting started as an audiobook narrator? Think about,
1: I mean, it's a lot of, you know, you may enjoy reading out loud to your child or your friend's child, but doing that for 10 minutes is not the same as standing in front of a mic for three to four hours I can and imagine, bringing yes. all those characters <laughs> <laughs> and the narration to life. So you're expect, you're going to need training. Even mm-hmm. as an actor, I needed training, specialized training to learn to, you know, properly narrate audiobooks. You are also need your own home studio. Okay. And you need to learn how to at least record yourself and just learn some basic editing at least Uh, because in some places, I mean, if you were out on ACX looking for independent authors that you want to narrate their book, you have to produce that book too, which means you have to do the complete edit and mastering. And that's a bit of, you have to learn audio engineering to -hmm. do that. So yeah, just, you know, get some training. So of test the waters, do I really want to stand in
0: a small space in front of a mic for hours? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I would imagine after a while it gets a little claustrophobic when you're talking yeah, to yourself in a small space.
1: Yeah, I, I don't, my space really, it doesn't bother me too much, but it, yeah, it can be, it's my, it's small. It's a small space. Most studios yeah. are small spaces. So yeah, yeah. So you spend a lot of alone time <laughs> talking, them, to <laughs> yeah, talking to yourself. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I suppose you should also kind of like the sound of your own voice. If you're going to be talking oh, to yourself for a long period of time too. Yeah, <laughs> You have to learn to like the sound of your own voice. Cause you're
1: going to hear it all. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: yeah. I kind of forgot to ask. What inspired you to create your podcast? I mean, I mentioned the stories that you pick for it, but what inspired you to actually start it?
1: It was, I actually wrote a one-woman show that I performed several times. It was called, Does This Happen to You at the Gym? Okay. And I loved doing that. And I just love telling funny stories about mundane things. I mean, Mm -hmm. because this was, you know, (laughs) weird things that happen while sitting in the steam room you know, the jam. (laughs) (laughs) So, and then I think someone mentioned podcasting and it's, and because I'm a voice actor, Mm -hmm. it's, it's a natural segue Mm -hmm. that, you know, I have all the equipment. And so I thought, well, I first thought about performing my own stuff, but it's like, I just couldn't write enough for a weekly episode. It just, you know, it was too much. So it's like, I looked around, you know, and I was doing some blogging and I found some really nice blogs and it's like, Oh, I'd like to narrate these and, and got permission. And then it just, it just snowballed from there. I just kept kept at it and kept looking to collaborate with
0: more writers. I listened to your most recent one today in the car, the one about, now I'm blanking on what it's called, but it's the Furniture Store for Parents. Oh, yes. <laughs> Ruined goods. Ruined goods. I was laughing so hard when I was listening to that because I was like, I relate to that so much. My God. And then the the Viking funeral in Norway and then yeah. getting some Ikea furniture to replace it. I died. I was dying. I was just cackling in the car. I was like, yeah. that is spot on what it's like to be a parent. AKA, if you are a parent, you are not allowed to have white furniture. And there's yeah. a reason for it. <laughs> and if you don't believe me, you need to listen yeah. to this episode, which I will link to because it is a riot.
1: <laughs> it is a that, riot. That was, that was really fun. Fun to narrate. It's such a wonderful story. And it just tells... Has- some of the little twists and turns to
0: it. Yep. (laughs) If you can't install this shroud, someone will come and install it for you. (laughs) Yeah. You you wouldn't think you could eat spaghetti and meatballs on the top of a jungle gym, but you'd be surprised (laughs) what you could do. (laughs) Uh, Oh, God. That one
1: was good. That one was good. That was a really fun one.
0: (laughs) That was good. All right. Well, I don't have any more questions. So if you are ready, we can move on to the slang term portion of the interview. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, let's go for it. (laughs) All right. Your first term is painting a wife in watercolor. Painting a wife in Mm -hmm.
1: watercolor. Oh my gosh. Wow.
0: I would. Wow. And this one technically isn't Victorian. It's a Regency slang term. Oh, really? If that helps you. If that helps wow. at all. The first thing
1: that comes to mind is engaging a painter to engaging a painter.
0: That makes sense.
1: Wow. Yeah. That's when I, when I, Think about it because you would do that a lot in that period of time. Wouldn't mm-hmm. you would if you wanted, wanted any kind of portrait done, you would engage a painter.
0: Mm-hmm. So painting a wife in watercolor is regency slang for infidelity. Because <laughs> whoa. An affair like watercolor paint and unlike marriage was easily dissolved. Ah, uh-
1: interesting
0: i thought that one was wow that's fascinating (laughs) wow i was like okay that's that's right yeah wow yeah wow your second term is croaks croaks C-R-O-A-K-S, C-R-O-A-K-S. Yeah, like frog. A frog croaks. Yes. Yeah, like a frog croak, yep. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh my gosh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean the, the the modern term is die. It's
0: kind I of wonder. along that vein, yeah.
1: Oh, it is. Oh, okay. So the modern term derives from
0: fall? tumble so in, at least in victorian slang croaks was your last dying speeches or a murderer's confessions
1: oh so it oh well so it 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 yeah so it's very related to the modern term yeah
0: yeah <laughs> yeah so
1: literally the last
0: the last thing you yeah say, like your dying confession you say yeah
1: and so, yeah, we just shortened it to die.
0: <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> it's not nearly as whimsical now no, as it was no, back in the Victorian era.
1: <laughs> I once attended a workshop where one of our fun exercises was to take on insults from the 1500s. Okay. Yeah, the like Tudor insults. <laughs> Like Shakespeare
0: stuff. Oh, my goodness, that was fun. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Wasn't one of them, like, bite my thumb? Like, I bite my thumb at you? Like, wasn't that one where it was kind of like, basically, you're giving somebody the finger where you bite your thumb at somebody? Oh, yeah, but it will.
1: Oh, boy, it got a lot better than that. (laughs) I'm sure it
0: did. I can only imagine. That's That's the only one I can remember. Because I remember learning that in... High school, I think, or something. Whenever we were reading some sort of Shakespeare thing, Uh and that became the big thing we would do to each other, and we'd be like, we would like bite our thumbs at each other, and instead of
1: Uh, pretending to flip each
0: other off, and it was,
1: yeah, oh yeah, (laughs) oh yeah, thou art a very ragged wart. (laughs) I am sick when I do look on thee. Oh, yeah. Like that boy. Yeah, we were really tossing them in.
0: (laughs) Those are some zingers, man. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's some some aloe for those burns, those sick burns. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I would like to thank Chris for joining me today for Can You Crack the Cramp Word? And before we go, can you tell our listeners where they can find you on social media and when new episodes of your podcast come out?
1: New episodes of my podcast come out weekly on Sunday afternoons, and then they are uploaded to my YouTube channel on Mondays. Okay can always check there and you can find me on twitter at chris narrates that's chris with a k and on linkedin and on instagram chris kepler that's k-e-p-p-e-l-e-r it's very german so
0: (laughs) and on that note as always i'm Lindsay, and i'll see you next time with another tale as old as crime